This is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. For this week's episode, I want to talk a little bit about a personal issue and a lesson I learned along the way just this past week. So in the past, I used to have some anger issues. I was never really bad with it. I always had pretty much complete control over it when I was around other people. So I never really lashed out at people. In fact, those who know me well know I'm actually the opposite of that kind of person, just really calm, other people screw things up. I just kind of like, all right, all right. But when I'm home alone, for some reason, that's when I really let it out. And it's kind of been, I guess, a repression thing. I'm not really sure. It used to be a lot more of an issue when I was younger. And then over the last few years, it's pretty much gone down to very little. For the most part, it's little frustrations, typically around my computer, which I noticed. There was a time when I had this computer that was just being a real dick, and I would get furious, like ridiculously furious, and it was not okay, and I did not like that about myself. And so I did take a lot of time, and I put a lot of effort into working on those sorts of things. And this is not really about finding the root of your anger or going into a therapy session, which I'm not qualified for. That's not what this is about. Um, however, I do want to discuss a recent incident, and it didn't worry me, but it kind of shows how one's process of self-development and working on oneself it's never really over and it requires constant vigilance and you may see tremendous progress like I have, but at the same time, sometimes revert. And that's what's really interesting. Before I get into what, what happened this week, I'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that I've done in the past around my anger. And like I said, it's around little petty things. It, it's weird, the stuff that would piss me off. Obviously, driving, <laughs> when people do something that's dangerous, that still kind of sets me off, I have to admit. So it's not a matter of somebody's going slightly slow or, you know, they walk too slowly across the crosswalk or they do some dumb thing. I'm actually super tolerant of that. And certainly around here in Colorado, when everyone's high, I'm like, you know, whatever. But basically, when it's something that is potentially dangerous to me, it just flips my switch. I have a switch that fear for me turns into anger, which I suppose is better than it turning me into somebody who runs, but it makes me so furious. So yes, in the past, when someone has either accidentally or on purpose, you know, almost run me off the road, I remember this situation with an ex-girlfriend and we were driving in her VW my minivan and I was driving a stick shift kind of thing and I was trying to pull onto this kind of rural highway and this person didn't let me on I had to kind of almost veer into the shoulder and I followed that person for probably 20 minutes which of course is ridiculous but like at a high rate of speed I guess it didn't help that my girlfriend at the time was okay with me doing this she could have just said, this is insane, stop. And then I would be like, oh yeah, you're right. But I was super pissed. I'm like, you put me at risk, you put my girlfriend at risk, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna put us all at risk, which is idiotic. But I followed them, I kind of, you know, right up against it, I would honk my horn. And then finally they pulled over 
once we got into this town and I think they were trying to evade me or something like that. And then I pulled into the lot and they sort of did another maneuver. And then I saw on the way out, they were elderly. I'm like, man, did I just chase down an elderly couple who was probably just oblivious? And so in my mind, I'm like, they deliberately ran me off the road. They weren't even paying attention. And I made the situation far more dangerous because of my anger. Not cool, dude. Other circumstances involved when I used to ride a bicycle as a commuter. So I used to live in the Pacific Northwest and for years I didn't even have a vehicle and I would just ride my bike along the city streets. And vehicles don't understand the laws when it comes to cyclists. And so I would regularly get into altercations to the point where I was carrying tools to defend myself, which were sort of legit, but at the same time, I would go out of my way to punish people when they did things wrong. And the it finally got to the point where there was one circumstance where some jackass, I'm still pissed about it, pulled right past me, like way too close, definitely on purpose. They didn't like the fact that I was riding in the street, which I was legally able to do. Anyway, and then I gave him the finger, like, kind of fair. It's like, what, how, how else can I communicate? Dude, I know what you did. That's not cool. And of course, that's never a great idea. I've actually found these days to just wave instead because that really infuriates them because then it makes it <laughs> seem like, oh, you're like, oh, hi. Like if they honk at you and you just wave back, they're like, no, I, I don't want you to wave at me. So that works better. But back in the day, I didn't understand that. Anyway, I gave them the finger and then at a stoplight, I can't remember if they're in front of me or back of me, whatever. At a stoplight, dude got out of his pickup, like flexing as he comes over. And I had my hand on my bike lock, my heavy U-lock, and I was ready for it. You know, he was kind of like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, dude, you broke the law. You broke the law. And then as he was walking closer, I just had my hand right on it. And yeah, I was a few seconds away from if he took another step, I was going to lay that into his skull. And... That wouldn't have been good. I probably would have gone to jail for assault, right? Even if it was in self-defense, it would have been a ridiculous whole court battle and all that. Not cool. Uh, needless to say, I don't know how to resolve those cyclist conflicts, but even in vehicles, I noticed that, and I have done things where I follow people who just honk at me for no reason. You know, literally not a reason. Like, I'm waiting for traffic to pass so I can turn left. And they're like, I want to go now. Like they don't understand basic laws of physics or whatever. And so in circumstances like that still get me really pissed. Yet it was, oh, maybe, you know, six months ago for the first time, I was like, dude, the next time that happens, you're not going to get pissed. You're not going to try to follow them or lay on the horn back. You're just going to take a breath and you're just, you'll wave at them. Like I said, in response, and that will be that. And there was a circumstance where I was riding down a road and there was a, it's like a motorcycle, one of the crotch rockets. And I was going, I was in the right lane. There's two lanes. I was in the right lane. The speed limit was, I don't remember what the speed limit was, but I remember looking at it and I was going actually over. So probably five, five miles per hour over the speed limit. And this guy, he honked. And I was like, um, hmm, all right, that must've been a mistake. Then he did it again. So basically he was like, I want you to go faster because I, I don't know why. So I was already breaking the speed limit. I was already above the speed limit. And they wanted me to go, what, 10 miles over the speed limit? Like it was insane. And, you know, my impulse was like, I'm going to fucking follow this guy. And, you know, at least scream at him out the window. And I was like, no, dude, that's not what you're going to do. You didn't do anything wrong. 
you know, first take a look like, oh yeah, I could have, you know, put on my blank or whatever. No, it was nothing like that. I, I thought for a second if I did anything wrong, because you gotta take that into account. I, I didn't do anything wrong. The dude was just a dick. He must just be a miserable person to be honking at people who are just not driving his fantasy speed limit. And so what's the point? Just let him go in his cloud of misery. When you get angry, you bring all this into yourself. So I would basically choosing to be in a bad mood. I was like, I'm going to choose not to. And it passed a lot quicker than I thought it would. Like, you know, within 30 seconds, I was like, all right, I'm over this. Who cares? Yeah. Well, who cares? Like, really? Like, am I defending my manhood here? It would be a little different if you're walking down the street and somebody's like, get out of my way. But that never happens because people are cowards and they only do it from behind their machines. So all these things are easy to pass up. You don't have to deal with them. And I've been learning that over time. So yeah, in the past, I've had little temper tantrums at home, which have been very embarrassing. Again, I control them 100% when I'm out in public. So it, I've never been worried about, oh, I'm totally out of control. It's just like in my safe spot, I'm able to, I guess, release like my true feelings, which, you know, there, there's something to be processed in that. But anyway, you know, years ago, I remember some circumstance, one of the worst things was like I took a broom or a mop or something like that. And I just javelined it at the wall and it sunk into the wall, like right through the plaster. And here's a screwed up thing that felt really satisfying. I still remember that it felt really good, which is strange. So I think it was not long after that when I got a punching bag and that's good too. But apparently that can actually increase your aggression. I'm not a violent person, so I'm not really worried about getting into fistfights and stuff like that. But it's worth thinking about whether you want to encourage that. But anyway, so that's an example of some of the nonsense I've done in the past. I, I haven't done that in a long time. And, you know, once in a while I still get annoyed with things, which again, around the computer, which it, I'm not sure what that's all about. But anyway, what happened to me the other day was this. I was working on a flyer. And it was frustrating me. There were there were things that were just annoying me about the formatting or whatever. And I somehow pressed a couple buttons, like normal buttons, and the whole thing just disappeared. First of all, you know, my, my immediate thought was like, why is there a setting on my keyboard to make everything disappear? That's like, there shouldn't be a shortcut for that. Like who created that? And then I was like, well, you know, control Z, right? or command Z, whatever it was, command Z to go back, to undo. It didn't undo. And I was like, no way. No way is there both a button to delete everything and then somehow that bypasses even the undo button. And of course, I, I processed all this within <laughs> a second or two. And then before I knew it, and this is the disturbing thing, like I usually have this second or two of just like, dude, don't freak out about something like this. Um, but with this, it almost seemed to be gone. And I'm not sure if that's because, because I hadn't freaked out in a long time and this was just built up or I, I don't know what it was, but all I know is it's like, uh, three feet away from me is a closet door. I just laid into the closet door. I kicked it pretty goddamn hard. I kicked the closet door as a grown man. I had a temper tantrum and kicked the closet door because I lost my flyer, which turned out to not be completely lost anyway because I had saved a more recent version. But anyway, I, there was no 
impediment. There was no filter between just like kaboom. And here's the thing. It hurt my toe. It hurt it a lot. And this happened, I think this was Sunday and it's it's Friday now. Um, it's mostly better. It hurts a little bit. For that time period, I, I thought I actually broke my toe and it actually ended up affecting my week because I typically go on a long hike and I decided to go on a shorter hike because I wanted my toe to heal and that kind of stuff. And, you know, part of me was like, well, if you broke your toe, dude, you deserved it. And part of me, part of me did, right? I, I don't think it's broken, which I'm very thankful for, but I'm kind of glad that it hurt all week because that is the reminder I needed. Even though I've done so much work on myself and have had those that anger aspect really, really addressed for the most part, it's still there, obviously. And I couldn't even stop myself from basically hurting myself. And you can look into the deeper aspects. Oh, was I annoyed with my own incompetency and therefore I needed to physically hurt myself? I'm not a self-loathing person. I don't think that's what's going on. Thanks for psychoanalyzing me. But... The situation was I did something basically against my own will that physically harmed me, physically harmed me. I, I would never physically harm somebody else in that situation. I'm not, I'm not that type of person, so I'm not concerned about that. But I hurt myself, and that's pretty damn bad too. And if I hadn't hurt my toe very much, I would have just been like, oh, well, that was silly computers shouldn't do that to me, you know, but instead I was like, well, a little wake up call, dude, you, you almost hurt yourself pretty badly here and pretty much over nothing. What's going on? You need to have a better way of managing your anger, even, even when most of it's gone. And I think that's, that's a great thing, right? Like I've done so much work on it that it's not even really much of an issue in my life, but apparently it still is a little bit. And so now I want to really address it. So I was trying to think, all right, next time an instance comes up, you know, big or small, what, how do I respond? Like in that second, because I got to respond right away because apparently I just rush into reacting. So I was thinking, okay, I can do a breathing thing, right? That's typically how I do things. It's like, Take a deep breath. I'm a big fan of meditation, all that stuff. But frankly, when you are furious and boiling and you just go, it's not that effective. I mean, it does help and it is something worth doing and I still do it. But for those red hot moments, I think you need something a little bit more tangible than that. And so I was thinking, I'm like, well, what could I do? I could... Um, you know, dance around, I could yell a word. And then I was like, what if I snap, right? What if I snap? And I've been doing that all week for just little things, right? Because I think that's the key. You got to manage stuff when it's just little stuff. So little annoyances, it's like, oh man, that's speeding down my alley again. All right. All right. And I just snap. And I've been doing that and I've been calling it snapping out of my anger, right? Just snapping out of it, snap out of it. And I think it's pretty effective for me, um, or I think it will be. And I really hope in the next instance, when something really goes wrong, that I, I snap. And what it does is it brings me back to myself. It reminds me, dude, is it this bad? 
number one, usually isn't, right? Number two, is your reaction gonna make this worse? Almost always. Now, like, what are the circumstances in which being immediately enraged is good? Um, an animal attacking you, I suppose? Uh, a human attacking you? Sure, but how often does that happen in your life? It's actually never <laughs> happened to me. And I, I, preparing for something like that, when 99.99% of the instances are so minor, it's just not, I'm not buying it. So the snapping, I find that's really been helpful for just these little details. I just do it and I become mindful because it's a physical thing with my finger, right? So I'm feeling it with my own finger and then I'm hearing it. I'm hearing a snap and then, you know, it ties into snapping out of something. And I'm really hoping that it will prevent any sort of recurrence of that ridiculous kicking of the closet. And yeah, I don't report this lightly, like it's embarrassing. I'm somebody who holds himself to a very high standard of discipline. And I really don't like when I see people who can't maintain themselves. So particularly in public. So if I go out and I see a situation where like people are screaming at the top of their lungs and, and they, they just can't hold back their frustration and fury, I, I don't personally like that. I have compassion for it. I understand they're coming from a very difficult place because I'd have to be in a terrible place to be able to do that in public. Um, but for myself, I, I do try to hold myself to that high standard. And I, I think we all need to have forgiveness for ourselves. So that is the other part is like, why are we getting angry and looking in deeper into that? Again, this podcast is not going to help you with that necessarily. That's definitely something you should go to therapy for and everything like that. And I had gone to therapy for things years ago as well. That was very helpful. But right now I feel like handling things on my own, well, of course, continuing to learn from others and read and, and things like that is helpful. And this snapping thing I find is, one practical tool I can use to just chill myself out and to bring myself back to that present moment and realize it's not that big a deal. You don't want to make it worse. And the fact that I hurt my toe will probably remind me even more. That that stuck in my mind pretty intensely and that was a great wake-up call because who knows, maybe the next time I would have done something completely idiotic and fallen down the stairs or like smashed a window. Like I don't think I would have, but I could have done something accidentally, right? In my fury and then there's a knife there somehow. So never know. I, I think this was an example of something that is worth paying attention to. And I think in the past I would not have, I would have blamed, I don't know, the closet for being hard. And it's just something that I am glad that I was able to stop and sort of take my own pulse, so to speak. And I just wanted to share that with you all and wanted to see if maybe this snapping thing is something you can try and would be possibly something that could help you if you're dealing with anger issues. And whether this ties directly into being an introvert or not, I think it does because I think us introverts tend to not repress ourselves, but we do tend not to express ourselves in the same way publicly. So maybe that does carry over into we are holding things back and then they come to a head and then they burst in private. I'm not sure if that's the case for you as an introvert. If it is, I'd be curious to hear it. I'd also be curious to hear if you used 
the snap out of your anger technique and it worked. I'm not copywriting it. <laughs> you can use it as much as you like. And that's really all I've got to say. I just wanted to divulge that personal information and in hopes that it will help you out and just to remind everyone that I am not some expert on everything who has achieved some you know, high level of enlightenment. I'm still working on everything just like you are. I'm still a work in progress. I, I like to pay attention to when I am making my gains, but I also like to be honest with myself when I have had some setbacks and that was a setback this week. And now I'm going to return even stronger with this useful tool because I honestly was able to look into it. I was looking into it with a masculinity, which is, dude, you need to deal with this. This was stupid. And, you know, the feminine aspect, and I'm talking archetypally, right? So the archetypes of Jung, which is basically not just men and women or anything like that, but a masculine, just like assertive, do this now, this is better. And a feminine, hey, it's okay. We need to heal. You need to look at yourself. You need to find out where you're coming from in these situations and realize it's okay. You're getting frustrated. Work on why you're getting frustrated, things like that. So bringing the masculine and the feminine together and... That's been working for me, and I hope it can work for you too. And this is Wes Colton signing off with the Introvert Unbound podcast. You could check out more of our stuff on introvertunbound.com. We do all sorts of sessions with people in public, online, what have you, working with Regina Hopkins. She's the vice president and a licensed professional counselor. We can talk to you about your dating. We talk to you about all sorts of issues that are relevant for introverts because we've been through it. We've been through it and we're working on it. And that's what this is all about. We're doing this together. So take care, everyone.